You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Sunil Sastry, Director of Product Marketing for Sodi. Technology continues to transform the logistics industry at a rapid rate. In an ever-competitive field, companies are looking to the Internet of Things to give them an edge by increasing efficiency or decreasing vehicle downtime. But what are the challenges and potential benefits of getting a company up to speed to handle the mobility era? Sunil Sastry, Director of Product Marketing for Sodi, shares his observations on integrating IoT into the workforce. Joining me today is Sunil Sastry, Director of Product Marketing for Sodi. Sunil, thank you so much for joining the Inbound Logistics Podcast today. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, pleasure to be here. Sunil, one of the things that we like to do for all of our guests is get a little bit of information about your background in the industry. Could you tell me about Sodi and uh, your role at the company? Sure, yeah. Uh, just a, a brief summary of Sodi. Sodi is a company and that specializes in creating, creating innovative solutions to reduce the cost, complexity, and downtime of business-critical mobility. So for those uh, folks that haven't heard this term, business-critical mobility, it's really the use of mobile and IoT technology uh, to help drive uh, critical business operations. So Sodi is a global company. We Our, our software is located in over 174 different countries around the world. Uh, we have 17,000 enterprise customers. Great. Now, with all that talk about technology uh, and digital transformation, uh, industries that we deal with, manufacturing, logistics, supply chain, they're undergoing that digital transformation now. What role will that mobile technology and IoT play in that whole transformation? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, if we look at manufacturing, uh, really manufacturers are using mobile and IoT to improve workflows, improve their quality standards, as well as improve the safety of their workers. So for example, uh, by employing uh, barcode and RFID readers, they can better track inventory. In terms of fitting machines with IoT sensors, it gives manufacturers the ability to detect issues with those machines and actually proactively address them before failures occur and actually disrupt their manufacturing process. And you can even equip workers with wearable devices such as smart glasses uh, that will give them hands-free access to information and improve their productivity. When you look at the other side of that in terms of transportation and logistics, uh, mobility and IoT really give those transportation logistics organizations uh, a lot more visibility over their fleets. Uh, recently, there's been a mandate, um, at least in North America, for trucks to be fitted with what are known as electronic uh, logging uh, devices. These are essentially devices that can help track hours of service and ensure that uh, drivers comply with that legislation across North America. But these devices also provide an additional benefit for these organizations in terms of giving them visibility through GPS tracking. Um, if you look at the trailers that these trucks are carrying, you can actually equip them with IoT sensors to measure the utilization of the cargo space to ensure that uh, fleets are operating efficiently. And you can even improve driver safety. Um, so there are some ver very innovative solutions that are uh, now coming out into the market, IoT solutions, where you can fit sensors to, say, the cap of a driver. And when they notice that the driver is nodding off or getting drowsy, they can alert the driver with uh, an audible alert 
or even flashing lights to to keep them um, you know to keep them awake while they're driving. And there's a lot of really rich telematics data that comes off of these vehicles, and you can actually connect that tele telematics data to mobile devices that communicate with backend systems, so organizations can get a better view into things like fuel consumption, driver behavior, in order to improve the overall performance of their fleet. Now, you mentioned innovative solutions. Uh, the IoT space has to be kind of crowded with everybody trying to come up with innovative solutions, right? So how does SOTI uh, stay competitive in that really crowded space? Yeah, for sure. I, I think when you when you look at IoT, uh, along with the growth of IoT, there's, there's like you mentioned, uh, many different uh, IoT solutions out there. I think the way SOTI differentiates itself is when you look at typical IoT solutions, they're really focused on just getting the data from that endpoint and processing that. Uh, where SOTI goes one step further is we try to integrate IoT with mobility. So you're able to integrate the IoT devices with mobile devices, with apps and backend systems. And what that uh, allows you to do is essentially get you know, better, better visibility over your operations. Another area where SOTI differentiates ourselves is really in terms of being able to provide remote support capability to those various endpoints. Because when you think about it, as these devices become more critical to the business, if the devices go down, that business is disrupted. So you need some sort of technology to offer that remote support or to even to lock down those devices and keep them secure. All right, with all of these mobile devices in play, what are some ways that companies can make the most of these devices to really help facilitate that digital transformation? Well, I think uh, probably the, the best way is to look at introducing mobility and IoT in areas of your business where you either lack visibility into your operations or you're dealing with a lot of manual processes. Uh, mobility and IoT can help digitize that information connected to your other systems and really give you that, that real-time perspective and decision-making that you can uh, otherwise normally get. Now, on the flip side of that, when we're talking about digitized information, one of the things that large enterprises are always concerned with uh, is data security, right? With more companies uh, becoming mobile-friendly, that means a lot more digital endpoints that could be targets of potential cyber attacks. So what kind of safeguards are available to companies that want to protect their data in this increasingly IoT world? Well, on the mobility side, an enterprise mobility management solution or EMM solution is a must. With such a solution, you can actually uh, safeguard the, the physical device itself, uh, you know, uh, protect the device from, from being hacked by putting on passcodes or encrypting the device, or even uh, denying access to ports. Um, EMM solutions can also protect the data on the device, so protect you against things like malware, um, phishing attacks, um, and, and other types of attacks that may uh, compromise the data or lead to breaches. Now, on the IoT side, um, EMM solutions, uh, you know, not all EMM solutions can, can really help in this capacity, and I think this is kind of where, where SOTI is a little bit of the ex exception. Uh, we were the first uh, EMM solution to introduce Linux support. So when you look at Linux support, Linux is uh, the operating system that runs on about 80% of the IoT devices out there. So uh, using a solution like ours, you can really uh, safeguard those devices, uh, protect it, um, prevent it from being um, accessed from outside parties by putting up things like firewalls or changing some of the the, the common things that hackers will tend to exploit, like um, the default passwords 
on the devices. So if you recall back in 2016, uh, there was actually a fairly big cyber attack that involved the Mirai botnet. Essentially, it, it took advantage of these default passwords that were left unchanged on IP cameras and use those IP cameras to initiate a distributed denial of service attack um, essentially on the internet. It took down big players like Amazon. So uh, it's really critical that you need a solution that will not only protect your mobile devices, but your IoT devices as well. All right. And speaking of needing solutions, with this increased risk factor, is IoT essentially being forced on the enterprise? I wouldn't necessarily say uh, it's being, quote unquote, uh, forced on the enterprises, but companies need to be prepared for IoT. So there's there's a couple of reasons why that is. So one is um, their competition is actually investing in uh, this type of technology to create uh, better customer experiences, to streamline their operations as well. And on the IT side, you know, whether they like it or not, business units are going to start incorporating these devices without their permission in order to help them drive profits, um, you know, and those customer experiences. So they need to be prepared to be able to secure and manage those endpoints. So do CIOs need to get their hands around this sooner rather than later uh, before they find themselves behind the eight ball? Yes, that's that's exactly it. You know, CIOs need to start investing in understanding how IoT technology can help their business and investing in uh, solutions to to both um, manage and, and secure those endpoints as well. Can you tell us something that CIOs or IT directors or maybe even the media uh, are missing when they when it comes to IoT and how it's perceived? Um, <laughs> just one thing. Uh, <laughs> I th- I think uh, when we uh, you know, the most important thing uh, that companies need to start looking at is that they need to, to they need to think of IoT um, as helping them solve the key business problems within their organization. So they need to start with the end in mind. And I think a, a lot of organizations, if they uh, just uh, jump right into IoT without uh, fully thinking through how it can benefit their organization, how it can automate some of those processes, how it can help them make better decisions. Uh, what ultimately happens is that that investment doesn't yield the full fruit that they expect. Do you have a story that you wish was being discussed about IoT and logistics, but isn't you know some way to frame it that uh, isn't uh, being used to frame it right now? I think that when you look at um, IoT today, there's going to be uh, a massive growth of these devices. We're going to be hitting about 75 billion devices by 2025. That's like 163 zettabytes of data just being created globally. And organizations need to start looking at how to uh, take these devices and this information and integrate it into the rest of their business in order to maximize their mobility and IoT investments. And, uh, you know, ultimately, when when you're looking at um, Putting these IoT devices, again, you need to start with the end in mind. You need to look at areas of your business where you may have manual processes that would benefit from uh, either digitizing some of those processes or or automating some of them. Look at areas where there is low visibility because they could be um, potential pitfalls for your organization in terms of worker safety. Um, And then uh, look at uh, ultimately improving your worker productivity um, with this technology. Okay, great. Now, one of the things that uh, is um, relevant with our audience 
today is are things like autonomous vehicles. So what kind of challenges uh, are developing in terms of connectivity, especially with stuff like IoT and autonomous vehicles? How does that all fit into the, the big picture? So, uh, you know, let, let's talk about like before we get to autonomous vehicles, one of, one of the things we need to talk about is, um, you know, what are uh, organizations going to be doing in terms of handling the, the vast amount of data that's going to be coming off of these IoT endpoints? And with so many IoT endpoints being um, going to be connected within organizations, you're going to deal with uh, significant costs when it comes to processing and storing this information. So one of the uh, the key re- you know recommendations I always make make is invest in things like edge computing devices uh, that will be able to selectively give you back um, the proper information from these endpoints, so you can make informed decisions. Um, in terms of what that means for uh, autonomous vehicles, we're we're starting to see uh, more of these uh, vehicles being used in uh, warehouses, such as picking robots. If you think about um, Amazon and they purchased uh, uh, of Kiva, these robots are actually helping uh, them be more efficient at retrieving and, and storing inventory within warehouses. On the uh, trucking side, on the logistics side, there seems to be more investment in uh, autonomous uh, trucks. Now, one of the challenges organizations are going to face when they're investing in these types of technologies is if you think about these um, self-driving vehicles or self-driving trucks, what happens if they get into an accident? So who's going who's gonna to be liable for that? So that's a, an issue that's really, um, you know, gripping a lot of different countries and and states uh, in, in the United States, and is one of the reasons uh, why I think that's that's going to be one of the reasons why, at least from a self-driving vehicle perspective, um, you're going to see um, a little bit of a slow growth. Uh, at Sodi, what we're uh, seeing is uh, more of the use of autonomous vehicles in some of these more closed environments like um, on a tarmac or in a warehouse. Uh, that seems to be the area where companies can benefit from these autonomous vehicles now. Okay. Do you have any other real-world examples of, uh, say, a problem that a manufacturing logistics or supply chain uh, company uh, faced, and how did they tackle that problem? Sure. Uh, with Sodi, I mean, we work with a lot of logistics, uh, transportation logistics companies, as well as manufacturing companies. Uh, an example of one of our customers and their use of mobility is PostNord. So PostNord is a logistics company that services the Nordic region of Europe. And they're pretty they're pretty big. I mean, they, they deliver over 5.2 billion letters and 130 million parcels annually. And for them, um, you know, mobility was really about creating that visibility and efficiency within their business. So uh, a couple of the problems that they had were the inability uh, to know if the customer had uh, properly received the package and lack of visibility over their workforce. So what they did is they uh, essentially equipped um, all their uh, delivery personnel with mobile devices. Uh, Whenever a customer receives it, they capture e-signatures. Uh, pictures are taken of parcels as well. Um, and because these mobile devices are cellularly connected, they actually have visibility over their workforce can a- and can actually optimize it. Another great example of uh, a, a SODI customer in the transportation logistics area is American Airlines. So 
probably everyone's familiar with this particular company. They're the world's largest airline. Um, you know, they serve over 260 airports worldwide in more than 50 countries with about 3,500 flights daily. And one of the ways that they're employing uh, mobile technology is actually uh, dig by digitizing the flight manuals on an airplane. So uh, what they've done is they've essentially taken those flight, those heavy, very heavy flight manuals and put them on iPads. And this has led to a couple of benefits for American Airlines. For one, um, there's regulation in the airline industry that flights cannot actually take off if they don't have the latest and greatest safety manuals. So this was a problem for them in terms of delaying flights because they didn't have those manuals because someone would have to physically go and deliver those manuals to pilots. And now they can do this over the air using Sodi software um, to deliver it right on that iPad. The other benefit from, from actually doing this digitization effort is that they actually save on fuel costs. So these uh, manuals, uh, they're, they're actually several binder thick manuals um, and they, they actually do add weight to the plane. So they're able to reduce that weight and save costs in that way. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing a lot of innovative uses of IoT as well. Um, DPD, which is a parcel service um, out of Germany, uh, they, they actually, um, one of the largest ones in the world, they started employing drones to deliver packages to remote areas. So, uh, you know, what, what I expect to see is in, in more in more regions, parcel services will offer drone delivery in order to uh, reach folks that are not readily accessible by road, for example. Digital manuals on an iPad is, is one thing, but how difficult is it to get an existing workforce up to speed using some of the more complex mobile technologies? It's actually, uh, it, it can be a challenge. Um, you know, we recently did a, a survey of IT professionals, uh, C-level executives as well. And one of the top three greatest challenges for them was introducing mobility into their workforce. So thankfully, um, you know, there are solutions out there that can actually help ease that transition. Sodi, for example, uh, we offer a, a few different technologies that our customers take advantage of. We're able to simplify the experience on a mobile device. So even, um, you know, the non-techie can make use of that device and get up and running fairly quickly. Uh, we also offer a rapid app development solution where organizations can build their own training applications and disseminate them out into the field. So you can not only share videos or uh, how-to guides in terms of how to use mobile apps and devices. You can even track whether people have taken that training by having them uh, provide an e-signature to confirm that uh, the training was received. It's obvious that IoT and mobility are going to be a huge part of the future of logistics, but uh, all of that training has to come at a cost. So does that mean extensive training costs for the employees? No, not at all. Um, in fact, when you look at the overall cost for IoT, uh, really, it, it's going to save organizations a lot of money in terms of the uh, efficiencies that they're going to gain. Uh, the The cost to train their uh, employees is really uh, what I would call fairly uh, small relative to the benefits that they'll achieve with IoT. What about hidden costs? Are there <laughs> hidden costs or, or things that firms should be thinking about when it comes to implementing uh, an IoT system? Yeah, one of the hidden costs I think a lot of companies overlook is uh, the cost of downtime of these types of solutions. So as the solutions become more business critical, 
when they go down, uh, it can actually result in lost productivity and potentially lost revenue for that organization. So they need, uh, you know, proper tools in place, uh, uh, tool solutions like uh, enterprise mobility management solutions, remote support solutions that will be able to ensure that those devices are properly configured and locked down so they don't go down and then be able to actually have the tools in place to remotely support workers uh, if an issue does occur. So it's really critical that organizations invest in those type of technologies if they're going to um, invest in using mobile and IoT technology to help drive their business processes. So what about Sodi's technology? Once Sodi's implemented it, does, does, that, does that mean that companies are going to need to expand their IT departments or, or how does that get managed? No, in fact, it's, it's quite the opposite. So the way Sodi's technology has been designed is really it, it you know gives organizations a couple of benefits. For one is we have the ability to really lock down those uh, business-only devices, really simplify the user experience to make them as easy to use as possible. We also automate a lot of the manual provisioning processes that organizations uh, have had to do in the past. So we can do that over the air or, or by scanning uh, just a few barcodes uh, by the device. And that can actually be done by the end user. You don't even need IT intervention. And another big area of cost for organizations when they're deploying mobility in IoT is that remote support aspect. Uh, about, uh, you know, we in our uh, recent survey of IT professionals, we found that um, about uh, 30% or so uh, of devices that had a failure had to actually be returned to a depot to be fixed. So imagine uh, the cost of shipping that device, um, you know, the lost productivity. So having tools in place that where you can remotely um, solve those issues can actually um, reduce your cost of your organization, make it more efficient, and actually reduce the burden on your IT. Excellent. Uh, where can our audience go to find out more information about SODI and all of your offerings? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they can go to www.soti.net. That's S-O-T-I dot net uh, to learn a lot uh, about how SODI can help them solve their mobility challenges in terms of management and security, help them build their apps faster, and ultimately help them get that uh, data, actionable data, to improve their decisions with respect to their business. Fantastic. Sunil Sashi, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Jeff. Greatly appreciate it. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash getil. That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game. Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.